0: Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of the Smart Marks of Wrestling podcast presented by thesporsia.com. This is technically episode 40. It is the first episode of January 2020, a new decade. We are super excited about this year, and we're hoping that you guys love the podcast, tune into the podcast, share the podcast, rate it, download it, subscribe to it. Do whatever you got to do on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on thesportster.com. Check us out on wrestlingwriteups.com. We are looking forward to giving you another year of brand new podcasts. And we're going to do that right now. Episode 40, Season 2, the Smart Marks of Wrestling podcast presented by thesportster.com. Here we go. (sighs) Welcome everybody to another edition of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast, presented by thesportshow.com. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with thesportshow.com. I'm your regular host for the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast. I couldn't be more excited about this season. It is season two. I mean, technically we've done like 40 episodes now, and that's a really long season, but uh, we wanted to get through the end of the year before we decided to move on to season two. So really nothing is changing other than the fact that we're gonna be adding a whole bunch of cool stuff to the podcast, but Like we did the last couple weeks, we're going to be going through the news items of the week, and there is a ton of stuff to talk about in both WWE and AEW. Uh, First things first, head-to-head, AEW destroyed NXT this week in the ratings. Now, part of that is because AEW was running a live show on New Year's Eve, and NXT was running a year-end-of-the-wards kind of program, which was pre-taped. And there was some really cool stuff going on in the NXT show, but in terms of a live program, watching matches and the stars of AEW versus just an award show, no wonder AEW won in the ratings this week. So nobody should be surprised about that one. Um, Second, though, the New Year's or the 2019 awards that were given out to the NXT stars, Adam Cole dominated. Just dominated. Won five different awards. Uh, He and the Undisputed Era basically ran NXT in 2019. So there's no surprise there that they dominated that entire week um the entire year i should say of nxt but there was also some other surprise Dakota Kai won breakout star of the year for the women Keith Lee won it for the men which maybe isn't really a huge surprise but lots of cool stuff but no aew did win the ratings war this week uh so good on them it's going back and forth aew nxt kind of trading blows at this point uh but to start 2020 aew's got it in the bag Another news item of the week, and we don't know necessarily if this is a rumor, if this is just fun or just a coincidence or what have you, but WWE and Fox basically spilled the beans on a ton of possible entrants into the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is WWE's next big pay-per-view in 2020. It's one of the big pay-per-views of the year. Everybody looks forward to it. In fact, it's one of my favorite pay-per-views. WrestleMania is awesome, but the Royal Rumble for me is awesome because there's always returns. There's always surprises. This year especially, there's going to be NXT involved in it, and WWE on Fox put a Twitter poll up asking who your favorite or who your prediction would be for the Royal Rumble men's match. Basically what that means is they scroll through like 30 different people, you hit pause, whatever came up was the guy that you were picking. When I first did it, I got Ricochet, But as I was going through it, I realized, holy crap, there's a lot of names in here that WWE has not talked about yet, whether it's Alex Black or Tommaso Ciampa or... You know Keith Lee or Finn Balor and John Morrison. There's a ton of names on this list that you can pick when you hit pause, which led me to think, did they just spill the beans on this? Like, is this something that they have inside information about and these are the guys that are actually going to be in the Royal Rumble? Or is this just Fox going, hey, you know, here's who we would put in there. Let's have some fun with this. WWE and Fox has a lot of inside information in terms of what's going on in WWE. And while WWE hasn't revealed any of these names, it'll be very interesting to see if Fox has sort of spilled who's going to be in this the only one that we really know at this point is Charlotte Flair in the women's match and of course Roman Reigns in the men's match Uh, she announced her entry into the Royal Rumble but nobody else has really said that they're going to be in it Uh, there's also guys like AJ Styles in there who's rumored now if you watch the angle on Raw to have a match with Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble so he's pulling double duty if this is accurate so um, kind of fun go on Twitter WWE and Fox on Twitter play the game but Keep a close eye on who's in there because there's some really interesting names in terms of the people that are listed to be in this year's Royal Rumble match. Speaking of AJ Styles, there's a report now, right now anyway, rumored to be that WWE is furious with the way that the Randy Orton angle played out in one aspect. Now, they're not upset with Randy Orton. They're not upset with AJ Styles. They're not upset with the way the angle went off on TV, but they are upset with, of all people, Dave Meltzer, who the insider, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, reportedly said, hey, by the way, this Randy Orton injury that happened at a live event is a work. It's part of the storyline. And he spilled those beans prior to Monday's Raw, which WWE worked really, really hard to hide. Now, if you saw the footage of the live event, Randy Orton apparently hurt his knee. The referee called for the X symbol, which, as most people know, is the sign that there's a legit injury going on. They came out. They took Randy Orton. He was unable to finish his match, which is kind of a big deal at a live event because fans paid to see these matches, and they didn't get a finish to that one. Then it worked out that Randy Orton was faking. They unrolled the storyline on Raw and there you go. But Meltzer spilled it all, and WWE was really kind of not happy with him about doing that. Now, Meltzer, if you ask him, was going to tell you that he's got tons of access inside, but WWE's on a good relationship with him. If that's true, it'll be interesting to see if WWE has changed the level of access that he has, because if they're this upset about it, you have to think that they're not really fans of the idea. He's going to get all this access information if he's just going to spill the beans, and they're hiding it, and writers are really mad because they're trying to... unfold these storylines and keep it hidden and you know in the Royal Rumble ironically is one of those pay-per-views where they've got a ton of surprises that they're always trying to keep hidden and they work really hard not to reveal that stuff and if insiders like Meltzer are going to just spill the beans every time you could see why WWE is upset so they're happy with the way the angle played they are liking the idea of Orton and Styles at the match at Royal Rumble but they did not like the fact that as much work as they did to hide this idea that it wasn't a real injury. A lot of people knew that it wasn't prior to, so we'll have to watch and see if Meltzer has comments on it, if the rumors are actually true, or what have you, but uh, not good if you're Dave Meltzer and you're looking to continue that inside access if WWE is legitimately mad at you. We mentioned that he's part of the rumored group to be joining the Royal Rumble, but Tommaso Ciampa of NXT has publicly stated that he is not willing to leave NXT, that if he's asked to do so, move to Raw or SmackDown, he will retire. That's huge. It's a huge statement if you're Tommaso Ciampa and you have the ability to go on and main event something like a WrestleMania at some point that you don't want to and that you'll retire if you're asked to leave NXT. Well, Triple H is, was a guest on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves, and he commented on those uh, T- Tommaso Ciampa statements or rumors or what have you, and he basically said... Um, and I'll, I'll read what the comments were. Uh, Triple H said, I think there's a part of Champa that comes down to wear and tear, physicality of, in his current place, physically could he handle the schedule? Could he handle the grind and wear and tear of everything else in a full run on Raw and SmackDown? It's a different beast, even though the schedule has now dropped and has become much more manageable if you have a family and everything else. But for him, he probably looks at it and says, look, I'm up on the main roster. I'll have a run this long. If I'm on NXT with a lesson schedule and it's much more manageable, I'll have a run that's this long. He'd rather do this for a longer period of time, his transition into doing all of the other stuff he loves. So Triple H gets it. He knows that Ciampa doesn't want to leave NXT. He likes the schedule. He likes the routine. And a lot of guys are like that. I don't know if a lot of guys are like Ciampa, though, and that if they were to leave, that they would quit. And so it's very interesting because Ciampa is one of the main guys in NXT, and while NXT is going to keep a lot of these people there because they're now a main brand on USA Network, would you really leave if you were asked to go and play a bigger role on one of the bigger two shows? And it's a debate that a lot of these NXT guys are going to have, and Ciampa's the first guy to come out and say it. And it's interesting that Triple H, who is an NXT guy and wants NXT to succeed, would kind of side with him here and say yeah but i wouldn't want him to leave i would understand why he wouldn't want to leave and it's the same reason balor went to nxt he likes the schedule better how many wrestlers follow suit here we'll have to keep an eye on it okay it's time to address two possible returns to wwe one we know john morrison is already signed he's extended or he's coming back to wwe it's just a matter of where they're putting him is he going to go on raw is he going to go on smackdown will he go to nxt one of the reports or theories out there is that John Morrison might actually return to team with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe to take on Seth Rollins in the AOP. Now, he doesn't necessarily fit when you first think about who they should join. That would probably go to Rey Mysterio or it might go to Umberto Carrillo or it might go to somebody else. But there's a theory that John Morrison could be used and brought into Raw as a main event player on the babyface side of things and join those two to even the score. There's three against two at this point. They need a third guy. He's on the list of people for the Royal Rumble, which suggests that he's going to come back before that pay-per-view. Would you put Morrison in that group? For me, it's not really a fit, but I understand why Morrison would get a prime spot. They're sort of working him in, talking about his training, getting him you know, on videos, WWE The Bump, all that kind of stuff. They're talking about him coming back so that when he does come back, it's kind of a big impact sort of feel. Is he the right fit for this, though? Yeah, that's a tough one to answer. Now, the second return is Booker T. Booker T has come out on WWE backstage and said, I actually have some interest in coming back to WWE television, but not as a wrestler, as a manager, and of all teams for the Street Profits. Now, here's a guy who was a huge tag team specialist. He was part of Harlem Heat, Stevie Ray, multiple-time champion. It's really where he got his start. But, of course, he launched himself into single stardom when he joined Uh, you know, in the entail of his WCW career. And then when he joined the WWE, he just took off. But he's a guy who's a great mouthpiece. The Street Profits are really popular. WWE, WWE seems to like them a lot. Is Booker T a good fit there? Would WWE actually consider this? There's been no reports or speculation from WWE that this is even an option at this point. But Booker T has come out on WWE backstage and said, I'd do it. I would love to do it. I think it would be awesome. It wouldn't shock me at all. Like... Street Profits could talk for themselves and Booker T can talk and maybe they don't need a mouthpiece for them, but fans would love it. like It would be absolutely something they could get behind. Street Profits are already popular. Booker T would just add another level to that popularity and probably catapult them into one of the top teams on Raw to deal with someone like the Viking Raiders. Now, don't forget the Usos are coming in here. Now, if you can imagine the Usos, the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits with Booker T, Uh, the OC that's a pretty decent tag division all of a sudden on Raw which could be really interesting and Street Profits with a guy like Booker T would really set them apart from every other team so I'd be curious to see it so John Morrison is definitely going to be returning probably prior to the Royal Rumble but will he team with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe we'll have to wait and see and find out and is Booker T on to something here he said it maybe he was just having fun by making the comments but would he return to WWE and if so would he manage the Street Profits Touched this woman my entire life. Oh come on! I'm not talking about Bobby. I'm talking about Lana. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room right now. If you watched Raw, you saw what was a chaotic end to the show. An overrun segment. It was stuff everywhere. But the big pull out of the wedding that didn't actually happen between Lana and Bobby Lashley was the return of Liv Morgan and the introduction of a lana Liv Morgan love storyline between these two women. Now, WWE is going to have to really be cautious here. CM Punk went out on Twitter and said, it would be nice if the writers could actually write something they knew to speak about. And we don't know if that's going to be accurate or not at this point, but the way that that all fell down and the Jerry Springer feel that this whole thing had suggests that maybe the writers could botch this pretty badly. Now, my take is also that I'm not loving the idea that Liv Morgan is involved in this. I like that she's getting a push, that she's getting an opportunity, but is this the right thing for her? She came out on Twitter later, Instagram, and posted a bunch of photos with her and Lana in the past, showing how great friends they are. And, of course, the suggestion was that they have a relationship that dates all the way back to who knows how long. And that works out great for WWE in the storyline of these two being in a romantic, romantic link-up, whatever. So Lana and Liv are fully invested in it. Rusev seems to be enjoying the fun of the main event push that he's in. Lashley took to Twitter and played it up and saying he was furious, what have you. I guess the deal here is the theory that Liv Morgan was not supposed to be a part of this. So, considering they have all this footage and stuff like that, that's great for them. But he, she was added by Paul Heyman sort of last minute as a, you know, person that he really wanted to push and he saw a future for. They were going to do something else with her, so WWE's like, okay, sure, go ahead. And so they set this whole thing up. So those video vignettes that we've been watching are, are relatively new ideas for WWE, and she's a part of this. That's the theory, anyway where and who gets the rub when this is all said and done right now the report is rusev is supposed to come out of this looking really strong might have his own love interest now whether or not that's a new character or he and liv work something out together this could go in so many different ways it's hard to say and predict what's going to happen here but liv morgan's getting an opportunity It's going to be something that works its way through the next few weeks. And as far as I can tell, WWE is really behind it. They're invested in it. This is going to run probably all the way until WrestleMania 36 with either Lashley and Rusev getting involved or who knows what's going to happen. But there will be a match at some point. Is it Liv and Lana? Jeez, who knows what they're going to do. But it sounds like they're going to run with this for a while. Liv Morgan is probably going to get a significant push. Hopefully it lasts when this is all over. That she's a character that will have benefited from this. I don't see how that works, but who knows. Here's kind of a fun story that we aren't going to have to worry about for quite some time, but it is in the news. He did make comments on it, so of course we're going to talk about it. Chris Jericho was recently on a podcast interview where he said that it is not out of the realm of possibility that at some point he returns to WWE mic drop i guess that's crazy when you think about how public he's been about bashing wwe how pro aew he is right now how he's the face of that company he's their champion now he's locked into a three-year deal aew is not even quite a year old so he's still got two years and change on his contract so if this is something that he's even remotely considering doing it's going to be some time into the future that this even happens and then the question becomes does wwe even want him back you The whole phrase of saying never say never in WWE. So anything is possible. Jericho could come back. And he is an opportunist. If things aren't going well in AEW, you know that Chris Jericho may look to WWE. Now at that point, he's going to be a lot older. They might be a little bit bitter. Maybe there's a future. Maybe there isn't. But Jericho did say he could come back. Now, he also added he much prefers AEW. And he's not handcuffed by the writers forcing them to do certain things and in AEW he's building something from scratch and turning it into, you know, a product that people can enjoy and he's got the freedom to do whatever he's gonna do and he's right now embroiled in a beginning of a feud with John Moxley, so that's gonna be a big thing for AEW. So yeah, don't worry about Jericho leaving AEW. That's not what this is about, but it does raise an interesting question of the guys that you would never think and I would put Cody in that group and John Moxley in that group that would return to WWE, I would put Jericho right at the top of that, but the fact that he said it's not even out of the realm of possibility, that at some point he might consider that, that's pretty interesting news, so take that for what you will, but Chris Jericho coming back to WWE is possible, it's not likely, but it is possible we got a couple news items regarding The Miz this week. A uh, few things. One, he started the heel turn on Friday. If you saw the episode where John Morrison debuted, it was after The Miz attacked Kofi Kingston after the bell in a one-on-one loss. He is clearly distracted by this Bray Wyatt stuff. Uh, He called it the sanctity of his home that Bray Wyatt invaded. He tried to go one-on-one with Kofi, lost, attacked him after the bell ran off, and then kind of taunted the crowd after the match was over, and then went to the back, and they, they showed a replay of it. John Morrison came out of the locker room, which is a fantastic idea to maybe reform the Dirt Sheet duo, which would be awesome, Morrison and The Miz on SmackDown, He's probably going heel, which to me is a fantastic idea. I mean, basically, The Miz is one of the best heels in WWE. He's better at that than he is anything else. Uh, He's an okay in ring performer in terms of the wrestling aspect of things. He's not terrible. He's not wonderful. He's not going to make your top five in any given match, but he's consistent. But what he's really, really good at is talking. He is a fantastic talker. He knows how to cut a promo, he's really good at it, and he does a much better job as a heel. In fact, I've thought he was one of the best Intercontinental Champions in the last probably five years. The Miz is just that good, and as a heel, he's going to be much, much more appreciated. Now, the second part of this is there's a a rumor going around, uh, Tom Cullohue of Sports Keto Wrestling has kind of announced that he's hearing rumblings that The Miz is going to be moved to Raw, that in April there's going to be another shake-up of some kind, roster shakeup. Now, I don't know if this means the entire superstar roster is going to be a shake-up again or just one or two people moving, but that The Miz will go from SmackDown to Raw, and part of the reason for that is because Raw is on the USA Network. Miz and Mrs. is on the USA Network. They would like both of those Networks to have the same star, so they're going to move Miz from SmackDown to Raw. Now, I don't know what that means in terms of his heel turn. If they start a program here with Morrison, if he's going to reform the tag team, if that means Morrison is also going to Raw, or if they're going to start something and conclude it by the time that this superstar slash the Miz moving over shakeup happens, I don't really know what's going on there, but it is going to be interesting to watch how the Miz transforms into a heel, and as we've seen, anybody who battles Bray Wyatt and anybody who battles The Fiend has transformed, whether it's Daniel Bryan, who hasn't quite yet, but he's changed his look a lot, Finn Balor has come back and gone to NXT, Um, people are different, they're just not the same when they go, and you could tell that The Miz was clearly distracted by this, but a heel Miz is so much better for WWE, I'm super stoked about this. All right, here's another really cool story. And Rusev has, is the one who kind of shared this information. Basically, he went on social media, on Twitter, and he was welcoming in the year 2020, the decade, really, by talking about what the decade between 2010 and 2020 was for him. And he, he put a post on social media, and he basically broke down every year between 2010 and 2020. So basically, 2010, he was a taxi driver. In 11, he was in WWE and tore ACL. In 12, he broke, in, broke his neck. In 13, and here's the kicker, he was told he had 60 days to get better or he was going to be fired. He just slipped that in there. On 2014, he was moved up to the main roster. In 2015, you saw the tank at WrestleMania. In 2016, he got married to Lana. 17, he had shoulder surgery and Rusev Day was born. In 18, he battled The Undertaker. And in 19, he became a US citizen. 20 to 30, can't wait. So he's basically talking about how good the next decade is. The key here is in 2013, when he talked about the 60 days to get better or fired, basically is signaling that at some point he was struggling in developmental or in wwe they told him either figure it out and find a character we can like or get behind what you're doing or you're gone and he did obviously he figured it out he he kind of found his way into wwe he moved up to the main roster he was a bulgarian brute for a while lana was the ravishing russian which worked but then they moved him, and he's had multiple gimmick changes ever since. But right now, Rusev Day, over the last couple of years, has been the most popular, if not you know one of the most popular personalities, gimmicks, character traits in WWE. And he's found a way, even though WWE hasn't really pushed him until now, to really make the most out of it. And it's been really cool to watch. So lucky for us, I guess, that WWE did not release Rusev, that he made it through that 2013 calendar year, and now he's one of the main guys on the show. First off, Happy New Year's, you happy know what New I'm saying. And first off, it's good to see you too, Ooze. man. <laughs> hey, but uh, we had to come back, man. We missed the WWE Universe just as much as they missed the Usos. And uh, a big night for us, man. Got to come out and help our cuz once again. I yeah. love it. Yeah. We here now. We was away. Got things right, got on track. You know what I'm saying? We was at home. We saw them dumping dog food on the big Cubs. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. This ain't going to happen again. We got you, Us. And what it do? We here. We here. Don't they sound like guys who haven't been working?
1: <laughs> Excited, yeah. high
0: energy, man. Yeah. I just, it feels like it's been a long time. You know what I mean? I, I've since I was, I think three or four. Remember when I flipped you off when we were little? Yeah. I didn't think I, they I, knew what that. I was like, man, they, he went, he there's was no way him? they know what this means. I was like, boom, I hit him with the bird, and then he told on me, he told him and my mom, I got yeah. whooped. I got whooped that day. But ever since we've been, we've been like brothers. We're we're second cousins, but we've been like brothers ever since. Um, the road is tough. The road is tough out here, and when you're so used to having a certain security blanket, you know, having your family on the road, it, it can be tricky when you don't have them. I mean, with, with, the, with the split, with you guys going away, with Truth being on the other side, right. I felt like I've been alone, but it felt really good to see you guys here. Not only, you know, backstage, everything, man. So, uh, you know, it's been exciting, but <laughs> yeah. get ready for work. Let's you know go. what I'm saying? Yeah. We ready. Hey, we ready. Workhorses yeah. are ready. right here. Hey. We ready. Uso's yeah. 2020. Roman Reigns 2020. We oh, yeah. out. Alrighty, our final story for the week, and I have to ask you a question about this one. I'm curious to know, what do you think is going to happen with the Usos who debuted again or returned again on SmackDown and kind of teamed and helped out Roman Reigns? Do you think there's a faction here? And if so, I'm wondering what they're going to be called. Are they they, the Samoan Bloodline? Are they the Usos? Because Usos is kind of a term for brotherhood and, and stuff in Samoa. So, it's an interesting return. There was rumors they were coming back to Raw that didn't happen. They're coming back to SmackDown. It looks like they're teaming with Roman Reigns, and they're going to do that whole Samoan family thing, which might introduce something like a Samoa Joe in there somewhere. Um, what would you call these guys? So that's my question for today, and that's what I'm going to leave you with on the podcast. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. We hope that you listen to it rate right to it. Uh, subscribe, download, share it with other people. Don't forget, uh, check us out, Sportscaster Newscast, every Wednesday and Friday and Facebook Live on Monday nights. And until next week, we'll have and listen to you, talk to you, share with you, do all sorts of fun stuff on the podcast. Uh, thank you. This has been another edition of the Smart Marks Wrestling Podcast presented by thesports.com and on Anchor.fm. Talk to you next week.